Hello, everyone. Welcome to Film Frauds, the only podcast you need to be listening to. <laughs> Speaking right now, as one half your hosting team, Captain Charisma, Matt Martella, and in front of me is the one and only Corporal Self-Conscious, Tyler Clardy. Are you judging me right now? I feel like you are. <laughs> Can I go now? Can this podcast be over? I played along with the bit. You did. I was proud of you. Yeah, thank you. I was caught off guard a little bit. <laughs> you didn't know what to say. I just told Matt to back away from the mic. He's very close to it. Your audio is <laughs> your audio is this and my. That joke. means people will hear my joke better. So you know, <laughs> we'll figure it out. It's okay. So Matt, what are we talking about today? So we didn't see any movies <laughs> over the last week. Well, we didn't see any movies in the theater. Well, nothing came out really. Yeah. I mean, besides the ones last week. Yeah. Which I mean, um, at a certain point, I just like Green Book. I feel like is a movie. I'll watch at home. Some point. Yeah. Same with same with Widows, maybe. We'll see. We'll see. I never heard of Widows. Widows is a Steve McQueen um, where all the, the widows of bank robbers have to do a heist. The Steve McQueen movie. You, How do you not know Widows? It's, it's How are you a movie fan don't know Widows? Who the hell is Steve McQueen? This guy did 12 Years a Slave. Oh, him? Yes, him! Uh, <laughs> is that his first movie since 12 Years a Slave? Yeah, yeah. Is it like a comedy? No, it's an action thriller or a suspense thriller or something. Sounds like it's so, it a little on, absurd. Go look it up on your phone while I'm uh, previewing what we're going to talk about. I'm not gonna, like, what's the point? Well, because now you know what it is. Well, now we know what it is. Well, you don't know what if it is. If it's by Steve McQueen, I'm going to see it. Because Steve McQueen's you, a great director. You ever see Shame? Michael Fassbender? No. No? I was thinking about Shame, though, the, like <laughs> earlier today, just randomly. <laughs> what? Like, I, like, I was like, I know, I know, um, I know there's like full frontal for Michael, uh, Whatever his name is, Fassbender? Michael Fassbender, and Fast. I was like, I was like, wow, that's interesting. <laughs> you kept Literally, I had this thought today. You're just like, you know, I should see shame at some point. <laughs> why are we thinking about full frontal? Leave it up for the viewer to decide. Why are you thinking full frontal? This is a very artistic podcast where you leave things up to your to your imagination. All right, Matt. So, what are we talking about today? We are talking about movies that we saw. Not in the theater. Not in the theater. On streaming services. Yes. What now? What did you see, Matt? I saw by bust. By it, bust. Yes. I think said. I thought it was by bus. By bust. Bust. Okay. And it is takes place in the Philippines. I think it's a Filipino movie. Is in subtitles. Yes. Okay. Um, it kind of does that that um night comes for us thing where like random sentences are spoken in English. Just, Which made no sense. Yeah, yeah. Just, just because, like, they want to appeal to American audiences and, you know, English-speaking audiences. Imagine we were seeing a, a fully American movie and all of a sudden they just spoke Spanish. Yeah, just <laughs> randomly. Like, it's like one line. And it's no like, subtitles either. Yeah. It's like, what is that? Um, yeah, that'd be pretty crazy. Um, yeah, so it takes place in the Philippines, and it is about a drug bust uh, SWAT team. <laughs> Akin to the like, raid? Yeah, like a special agent kind of group, and it's, it focuses on this one woman whose previous SWAT team was all killed during like a during a drug bust gone wrong, mm-hmm. and it follows her redemption, and is kind of an, a combination of the raid and dread, and you're next. But is it as as good as any of the? Well, you're next is a a a halfway decent movie because the last thirty minutes of the movie is awesome. Yeah, yeah. Um, that's why it's compared to your next because. Like the first half is just kind of okay. It's better. It's better than the first half of you ne- of your next. Okay. But it's pretty good. And then like it just becomes really awesome because like it just becomes more absurd. 
Tarzan. Is it like? And is it's it, played totally straight, and it's amazing. Is it? Wait, what's the? We come the night, or what? The, the night comes for us. Night comes for us. I was thinking of uh, Run All it? Night by the Liam Neeson movie. Oh, I forgot about that movie. Mm. It's a good movie. It's okay. Not as good as um. Walking on the Tombstones. Yeah, I rewatched it over Thanksgiving break. How is it? How is it? It was real. Yeah, it holds. It holds up. Um, unfortunately, I was watching it on like my free movies on demand thing, like TNT. Yeah. And like, because they don't want you to fast forward through ads, there's no fast forward button. So um, you stuck with an ad every like. But no, but so like at one point, like it just shut down. So then I tried to re- rewatch it, and it was like it was like tw- it was like forty five minutes before, like before I shut off, but I couldn't fast forward. So uh, I was like, screw it, I'm not gonna like. So, so the first forty five minutes were really. I good. was right at the end. No, I oh. was like towards the end. Like I was about to get to like the shootout, uh. and then like it just it just shut off, and I was like, I was like, why? <laughs> and then I tried to play it again, and it was like way back. That's stupid. Yeah, but by bust. So, um, by, so, so basically. So it, the night comes for us. Does it have that level of absurd action? It's not violent. Like there's not a lot of blood in it, which I appreciate it. I didn't okay. really want to watch something with like that much blood. I didn't think it really fit. But <laughs> there's just like there's just like so many like creative kills. And like one guy just starts like he's a he's a MMA fighter in real life, and he just starts <laughs> using MMA moves like at one <laughs> random point. And like there's like there's literally one moment. It's not gory, but like my jaw dropped by the sheer amount of deaths that just happened on screen really? because it takes place in a Filipino um, slum. Um, oh Jesus! And so they're inter- they're infiltrating the slum because they they um the the SWAT team gets a um finds a uh, drug dealer and they say like um you know we'll give you immunity or whatever if you um take us to your buyer, um so like they, so they're infiltrating and it's like really stealth stealth oriented, um it's kind of cool because um like they it's what I felt when we kind of realistic is that like they're like they're like taking like random civilians with them who like run, who they run across and mm-hmm. they can't you know they can't talk so they're like walking there's like three out there's like three or four just like random people like all like tied up with like their mouths tied up so they can't talk and like oh, that's cool. so kind of cool things like that um wait so is it kind of like um you know how in the first raid how the main thing of it is like the reason why they have to like fight so many people is because the tenants there or like I'll give you free rent if you kill these. Yeah. These SWAT. Um, is it kind of like that? Like, the people of the slum attack the SWAT people. Is yeah. It- so like, so they get caught. It's like t- in the beginning. Um, mm-hmm. like the, the the deal goes wrong and they get found out. Um, and basically, um, the drug dealer has total control over the slum, and then they're all just terrified of him because like his his second in command is like a tyrannical ruler. And basically, they shut down the whole slum. Like, there's like a whole like drill that they must have practiced mm-hmm. that like um, that they were enforced to do. And then basically, it's basically this is where the dread comparison comes in because it's basically the SWAT team versus the whole city. Oh, that's um, cool. Yeah. Yeah. And there's um. So, dude, you've been making me want to rewatch Dread because you talk about Dread. Yeah, I talk about? about Dread a lot. Yeah. So I've just like I've already seen Dread like six times. Are you really? I love Dread. Uh, yeah. I gotta um, rewatch it. Um, and. Where's it going with this? So, yeah, and so they have to fight basically the entire village and try to, well, they're not really trying to escape. They're just, and like in Dread, they're trying to still find, like, the main bad guy at, at the same time. Oh, so is it, like, is it like a ticking talk element? Like, they have to get this done by a certain point? Not, a, t- not a ticking talk, a ticking clock element. When I say ticking talk? Yeah. Um, Here goes my one attempt to sound intelligent. <laughs> it's not ticking talk. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, ticking clock. It's just um, it's kind of like a mystery, like where this person is. Oh, that's cool. It's um, a female lead too. Yeah, um, and it's not as well directed as Dread. I mean, as um, 
it is, it is, the ice scenes are very similar to Dread because they're not, like, particularly well-directed. Yeah. And um, and it tries to do, like, the raid thing where it has, like, longer shots, but you can tell that they probably didn't have the money to, or, like, the the skillful, like, like I guess, like, people on set to um do these acting scenes right and, like, mm-hmm. t- t- they can have takes. You can tell, like, um, they had a limited amount of takes to do it. Um, and that's kind of where some of the action looks a little fake because it's like, oh, this person had like a really fake karate chop done to their neck and then they just kind of fall. <laughs> uh, it's like that's there's no way that would hurt them. Well, to be fair, in the raid too, I've seen that I've seen that movie so many times that there's one scene towards the end before he fights Bat Guy and Hammer Girl. Yeah. Um, where he throws an empty jug of water, like one of those blue kind of jugs, yeah. at someone from far away, it hits them, and then you can see him on the background rolling in the ground. <laughs> and that's one of those things where if you watch a movie enough, you kind of go, oh. Yeah. Um, so a little distracting there. I would Jeez, I hit the mic with my phone. I would say though that um, this movie nails setting, like the really? the the slums look amazing. Um, very well detailed, very dirty, um, yet very like there's a lot of good mix of culture. There's a lot of um, like interesting lighting. Um, because there's a, a lot of lighting is natural. Uh, meaning that um, it's like oh this the shop has lights out on its like in front of its shop or whatever mm-hmm. and that's like the lighting that you get so everything looks like red or green and like, there's a lot, a lot of long shots of like the, of the slum um, as a whole you just you just feel like the you get a you get a you get a good feel of what the Philip this area of the Philippines is like mm-hmm. it feels like a real place um, and then you kind of relate to the people because you know their living conditions are terrible and they kind of rely on this drug dealer for survival um, Interesting. Yeah, Check very, it like, yeah, it was, like, I mean, for a movie that probably didn't have the biggest budget, they definitely put a lot of time in getting, like, nice shots of the city. Um, and then there's a one long shot acting scene where, where the lady, our main protagonist, is running through the town fighting people. It is very, very beautiful. Um, we talked about the apostle. The lady or the shot? The shot. <laughs> okay. Yeah, the, the lady is, is a very beautiful lady as well. Um, but the shot, um, the, the long extent take is very, very well done. Um, we talked about apostle having really great setting. I think this, nail setting. Yeah, yeah, I feel like this movie definitely nails setting as well. Um, except this is definitely more historic, like definitely more like modern, and it feels more grounded, I guess. Interesting. So yeah. is that a, is it a Netflix original? Because it feels like it was just kind of like we come. Uh, sorry, the night comes for us. It's a Netflix movie, but it had some advertising. This one I haven't. I've never heard of before. Just yeah, like, I just kind of rant. It's kind of like I was just looking like at thumbnails for for Netflix movies, and I was like, oh, what is this? They had the Netflix logo on it, so I don't think it's a Netflix original. So it's a, Netflix, a movie that Netflix bought. They bought the rights to stream then. Yeah, I would okay. guess. Um, also, like, the acting is very good. Um, I never heard of any of the actors in it. But, mm-hmm. um, like I said, one guy's, like, an MMA fighter in real life. And he, you can just tell he's having, like, the time of his life filming. Because yeah. he's, like, he's like this abs- like this absurdly overpowered guy. Yeah. Is he and a he big just, dude? or is Yeah, he... he's, like, big, like, like bald guy. Okay. Um, he just takes, like, like 20 knife stabs and, just and like, it just, like, just shakes it off. And it's amazing. Okay, it's kind of awesome. <laughs> and he like he like super kicks like like a lady. There's literally a scene where 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 you where, where MMA guy and lady protagonist just like kill like they're fighting like a whole like group of like women <laughs> and just like, and, like killing them, which like like it's not like it's not, it's not like something I was looking forward to. Mm-hmm. But it's just it was just so shocking because um you know it's usually when you're like in movies like The Raid like it's always like just giant groups of men yeah. or action movies in general. It's just it's always people fighting men. Well, it's it's taboo to uh, unless it's like typically like think of uh, 
the night comes for us. Like, they do have women's fight and women get killed, but the women are typically really strong. Like, the kind of like the bosses. Yeah. Like the video game bosses. They, yeah, they're their own characters. They're not yeah. just, like, they're not, like, red shirts or whatever. Yeah, yeah. The you term don't, is. That's kind of interesting. So, like, yeah, there's, there's just women there and, like, and it's in there, like, and there's, it's, 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 you know, completely unmitigated violence. There's no, and so I felt that was interesting. Mm-hmm. Definitely need to see. Is it an R movie? It's yeah. Hard. Oh, yeah. It's an R well, movie. There, so there's, there's, damn it. There's not a lot of violence, but there's enough. There's a lot of, like, decapitation. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. There, there's just so much death in it. Like, ton, like at least 100 people die in it. Damn. Like, at least 100, 100 people die. And it also has, um, it kind of talks about, like, I didn't really fully understand it because, like, um, it was all done in subtitles, so I didn't get to read the whole thing. But mm-hmm. there's there's definitely some discussions about um, drug war okay, and, like, the U.S. involvement. You know, it, it has some layers to it. It has some good acting. Just um, some awkward directing, some awkward um, stunts. And it's two hours, seven minutes, two hours and seven minutes long. It could have been trimmed a little bit, I think. But yeah. overall, for a movie I had no expectations going into... I would say I very much enjoyed it, especially its nailing of setting and cinematography and having a relatively relatable protagonist. So do you recommend watching it on Netflix? Yeah, if uh, you're interested in action movies, I think, or if you're interested in, you know, foreign films, I think uh, By Bust would not be a waste of time. And it is By Bust. By Bust. B-U-S-T. Got it. All right. So the uh, the other movie I watched this weekend was been, is a 2018 movie, because 2018's been rather weak with movies. Yeah. I mean... Some of our favorites are probably like Mandy Apostle. You love Death of Stalin, even though that's technically a 2017 movie. <laughs> but we'll, we'll let it slide. Well, a I mean, little. it was probably released in two theaters in 2017. Yeah, on December 27th. Yeah. yeah. So I actually saw it came out on Hulu. Uh, I think a week or two ago. But sorry to bother you. Now, oh, I'm tw- getting a, getting a notification on my phone. Oh my god! Oh, what is this saying? Oh, Tyler it says Buy Bust was was released in 2017 in um in uh. You know, uh, Finland to three theaters, so you can't talk about it. So it's 2017. 2017. 2017. I'm not going with that bit because we've because Matt's favorite movie 2017 was The Handmaiden, even though in every instance except one, it was came out in 2016. Basically, everywhere else in the world except America, it came out in 2016. But Matt's favorite movie came out in 2017. All right. Well, would you American. Well, how about you? I don't know of any other countries. (laughs) So, sorry to bother you. So, people loved 2017's Get Out. It was, it was, it was kind of like one of those cultural movies, kind of those cultural uh, movies similar to Black Panther. Um, and when I saw Get Out, I thought, that was good. And that's about it. I watched Get Out one more time, uh, and my same thought went, that's good. And I didn't really think of anything else of it. So then I watched Sorry to Bother You, because I had heard it's kind of like this quirky comedy. And I really will not spoil much of this because I think this is a movie. Because I haven't seen it. Yeah, the, you. I, I haven't seen By Bus, and you did a good job in not spoiling that. Surprisingly, I was. I totally forgot about not. I totally forgot yeah. you didn't see it. So yeah, this, this yeah. is a. Uh, yeah, so this is non-spoilers to say. Uh, this is a movie. If there is any movie that benefits from knowing the least about it, I think it's this movie. Um, I haven't seen any trailers for it. Yeah, there, it's. So it. The, the style of it's more of like a quirky comedy, quirky um, drama at times, but a lot of the movie serves as a commentary for kind of like the working force and people and culture, and there's a lot to go with this. Uh, I don't really know who the director is off my head, but whoever he is created like an absurdly fun style uh, in an absurdly funny movie, which was surprising because 
I've seen I saw one trailer for it and went that looks like it could be entertaining. So the movie is vastly um, it's it's a movie that you're most likely to get everything. You're gonna have to rewatch it though. Like you can kind of watch it and sit on it and catch the main things or time that they're trying to give to the audience, but there's a lot of little elements to it. So just kind of like the, a quick um, overview of the plot, I guess it's uh, man Lakeith, uh, played by Lakeith uh, Steinfields, Lakeith something, guy who plays the first guy who gets captured in Get Out, um, who's fantastic in this movie, by the way. He's actually genuinely fantastic, which is surprising because I thought he was okay in Get Out. Um, but he basically plays a guy who works, starts working at a telemarketer office trying to sell things, and then in order to start selling, he uses his white man's voice, uh, which is actually played by, uh, have you ever seen Arrested Development? It's played by Tobias, David Cross. I've, I've only seen that first episode of Arrested Development. <sighs> so everyone else who listens has seen Arrested Development. So David Cross, he- Oh, is, I know, Dave. he's an album of the Chipmunks. He's an album of the Chipmunks. There was a, oh my God. Uh, yeah, so he's an album of the Chipmunks, he plays the bad guy. So he yeah. is the vo- the white man voice, and he's hilarious because he's just he's just a voiceover. But basically, as he rises to the ranks of this company, and Army Hammer is in it. Oh, Army Hammer is great. Um, Danny Glover's in it. Danny Glover's really great, and so is um the guy from Walking Dead. Uh, Andrew Lincoln. Not Andrew Lincoln. The uh, guy who gets his head bashed open by. Uh, oh, um, Stephen Yen. Yeah, Stephen Yen. What's his, what character does he play in Walking Glenn. Dead? Glenn. Glenn. He's in it, and he's also fantastic. So is Tessa Thompson, who again. Is not the best part of the movie. <laughs> she is she's consistently an okay actress. Is what, I, what I've come to. Yeah, I just see her in Westworld. Is she good in Westworld? No. No. She's fine. She's fine. Yeah. I, this is a very hard movie to talk about, and I was thinking about this beforehand. But what I can sum this movie up to is just an insanely quirky commentary that does not go in any direction you expect it to go to. I when I, upon reflecting on the movie, I thought of the beginning. And I thought of the end, and they're so starkly different that it is amazing that it's the same movie. But just that the script is fantastic. It's it managed to touch on a lot of commentary, but also keep maintaining interesting characters, interesting motivations, and just kind of keeping the plot along. The movie's paced really well. It's about an hour and fifty minutes, but the thing flies by. Um, considering the fact that like the movie doesn't really like take off for the first hour. Like, it, the first hour is a lot of setup, and then the movie gets going. Um, but the script's fantastic. The directing, they do a lot of interesting little styles with how he talks on, when he talks on the phone, a lot of little different interesting things. Uh, and the setting, you talked about setting and nailing setting. This one's like this, um, kind of like the semi-future realistic Los Angeles, but not really, but slightly. Um, so you mean Blade Runner 2489? No, not... <laughs> Not even close. It's it's basically, it's basically like 2018 Los Angeles. See, if I say it, it's gonna be a spoiler. Okay, well don't say it. I'm not gonna say it, but well, it gives away too much about the movie, and I want everyone to go. Okay, in. well then change the subject. Wow, you were just not listening. Matt was Matt because I looked at Matt when we were talking about buy bust. Well, Matt's looking three feet to the right of me. I was looking at the the lights on the on the no the lights on this thing. Whoa. <laughs> Uh, well, Matt, do you have any questions for me about the movie? No. No? I think you're doing a good job. <laughs> Thank you. Terry Crews is also in it. Oh. He's, I... in, he's in it very, very little, but he does really well. I just, 
this is a tough movie to talk about because your enjoyment of it rests so much on not expecting what happens. Uh, but just know that you're gonna get you're gonna get solid performances all the way around. You're getting a, a funny script, a funny movie, and a well directed movie. Is it more comedy than anything else? It's more social commentary than anything else, which is why I compared it to Get it's Out. Not a genre. Well, it's more comedy. Yes, it's more comedy for the first hour. Okay. Then it's more comedy drama, like a dramedy. Okay. And then, but it's also all rooted in social commentary. And the reason why I compare it to Get Out is because Get Out has uh, was was praised for its social commentary at the time. This one blows that out of the water. I think this movie is vastly superior to Get Out. Uh, too bad it's not going to get any recognition. I would love if it got recognized for like best original script, but you might you might chastise me for that opinion if you actually see the movie. Considering, like, did Lobster get nominated for Best Original Script? No. No? Are you kidding me? I thought I got nominated for something. Wait, I'm going to check. I thought I got nominated for Best Original Script. I'll check. It might have. I don't. I, would, I doubt it, though. So, to summarize, without spoiling and everything again, sorry to bother you. Fantastically directed, fantastically acted for the most part. With a very, very... Fantastically fantastic. With an interesting script and a lot so to fantastic. say about the movie. The is fantastic. It is utterly fantastic. I cannot recommend this movie enough. It's one of my favorites of 2018. Best uh, original screenplay. Yeah. Wait, what did I say? Script? Best original screenplay. Yeah. Would you, you look at that? You didn't know that? And Colin Farrell was nominated for Best Performance in, uh, for a Golden Globe. Look at that. The, lo- yeah. the Lobster got recognized for something. It's just the, it's going to be the third podcast in a row where we say we're going to see the favorite and then not see it. We it's not out. Yeah, I know. Wait, I can look up this week how many's out. So ultimately, it's on streaming on Hulu. Go check it out. Uh, but don't look at anything. Don't watch it. Don't watch the trailer. Don't no. Don't read a synopsis. Like don't because there are synopsis that go more in depth than what I give. Don't look at anything. Just know you're getting a movie, a quirky comedy, a quirky comedy with a quirky drama. Just have your eyes closed and your ears plugged the whole time you're watching the movie, so nothing gets spoiled. For yet. Yeah, there's nothing that happens, and you just you kind of walk out going, oh, that was a good movie. Uh, that didn't make any sense. Uh, so real quick, I wanted to look up. I actually wanted to talk to you about the Venom box office and how much money it's made so far. Okay. Because when you were talking. Is, the, is this the part of the show where I pointlessly speculate on movies I haven't seen? Yes. Um, Matt, how much do you think Venom has made worldwide on a budget of $100 million? $1.2 billion. No, no, that was a dumb guess. How much do you actually think it has? Uh, Be real, like realistically, like remember, Justice League made six hundred million. Something like Wonder Woman made like eight hundred. Spider Man around eight hundred. Seven hundred fifty million. It made eight hundred and fifty million dollars. Wow! And six hundred and fifty million of that was overseas. We're getting a Venom two. <laughs> yeah. And we're gonna get a Morbius, and we're probably gonna get a Craven the Hunter. We're getting a Venom two with. You oh, you you love Craven though. You remember Craven's name over Richard Nixon's name? What? I don't get the bit. When we, when we saw American Made, and you couldn't remember who, who Richard Nixon was. I knew who Richard Nixon. No, was. you didn't. You said you said you called him Ronald Reagan. Oh, that's right. No, I saw him. What and you went, yeah, but what about Craven? I'm like, wait, who the hell is Craven? I was like, oh wait, he's that stupid Spider-Man hero. Wait, what the? F- what was I talking about, Craven? You just said Craven. Yeah. You're just never getting a Craven movie. Why'd you bring up American Made, that okay Tom Cruise movie? I was bringing up the story as to why you. Oh. You. Of when you confused our presidents of the United States, but then remembered an obscure Spider Man hero. He's not obscure. He's a hunter who hunts Spider Man for sport. The favorite that is. That sounds in, so cool. The favorite's in 34 theaters right now. Oh. 
So you got a little ways to go until one of our theaters around here gets it. Yep. You're never going to see The Favorite. I'm going to see it. I'm going to see it before you. No, you won't. We're going to go see it together. You can bring your, you can bring um, Alex to go see it. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think that's Alex's kind of movie. That's true. So Hi, Alex, if you're listening to this, if, <laughs> hey, if you care about our podcast, <laughs> which is probably not. You probably don't. Um, so Venom, $850 million. Yeah. What do you think? I think, uh, well, I'm, I'm a huge Tom Hardy fan, so I'm totally okay. I haven't seen Venom. So <laughs> oh, that's right. You haven't seen Venom. If, uh, I'm, happy, I'm happy Tom Hardy's getting work. Venom is one of those movies that should have not done well, similar to Justice League. So people saw Justice League, everyone went, eh. But everyone saw Venom went, eh. And it made $850 million. Same as almost Wonder Woman. Another eh DC movie. Right. So. A movie that we, la- that we were laughing at consistently, consistently throughout why the they... two and a half hour long runtime. Why is Wonder Woman so highly praised? Well, there's the honest answer. Uh, I, think people, I think people might think it's a good movie. But it's not. It's, it's very not. bad. Yeah. It's really bad. It's um, I think um, I think people got a little um. Well, first of all, DC set the bar low with Man of Steel, and Batman vs Superman. Don't you mean Batman vs Superman? And Man of Steel. Not Man of Steel. Yes. So Man of Steel is a fifty-three percent. The, the bar is low there. Um, and then when when Wonder Woman was like was like kind of okay, it immediately like heightened. Well, yeah. also, also Suicide Squad. Suicide Squad was terrible as well. I forgot about that movie. Yeah. Um, there's the whole, like, this is our first female-led superhero movie, even though there's Catwoman before that. And Elektra. <laughs> when did those movies come out? Early, Early 2000s? Early 2000s, yeah. Um, so I think I think that kind of got a lot of hype around it um, because women had a protagonist to look up to, even though there's literally thousands of historical figures that you could look up to that are women. Um, but regardless of that... Um, I mean, I think that we've seen a lot of superhero movies. So um, we were when it when it when Wonder Woman was just kind of average, you know, even slightly below average. Um, I think mostly below average. Yeah, um, I think there's a few good stuff, and a lot of that stuff is Chris Pine. Yeah, Chris Pine is definitely the best part of the movie. You know, he's coming um, back for the second one. He's 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 dead. Nope, the, he was spotted on set. He literally blew up he's in an spo- airplane. He spotted. He was spotted he on literally set. Literally blew up. I want to look up. It's because it's like Wonder Woman 1984. And he's in it. <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, so um, we've seen a lot of superhero movies. So um, when the movie was kind of okay, we probably were even more checked out than usual. Whereas I think a lot of people who maybe saw this movie ha- don't see every superhero movie that comes out, and they're like, "Oh, this is pretty good." Um, he's back in <sighs> Wonder Woman too. God, he's just let me. <laughs> <laughs> and he looks exactly the same, which means there's some magic involved. Yeah. Well, I think Wonder Woman did well. What? Why do you think Wonder Woman did well? Or why do you think we didn't like it? I mean, you just kind of covered why Wonder Woman probably did well. I didn't like it because I just... It was so... Av- it's just... Yeah. It's, it, to me, when people criticize Man of Steel, I understand their criticisms, but it's one of those movies that I just kind of naturally like. I feel like I felt how you feel when... When I say I love Wonder, oh, Man of Steel and you feel some way... You feel annoyed. Spite. You feel spite and annoyance. I think that's how I felt when I saw this. It's just because it's just, it's just run of the mill DC garbage. It's like so you know how they're like we're gonna compare back to Marvel because Mar- I mean DC versus Marvel is kind of 
stupid at this point. There, there, there's no there's contest. No point. Yeah, there's no contest. I mean, yeah, you can argue the comics. Yeah, but we're ta- we're talking strictly. That's not where the that's not where, not where their money is. Yeah. We're talking strictly movies. There's yeah. no contest. Wonder Woman to me felt like a like a Thor or a. Uh, hey, <laughs> it wasn't saying Thor the Dark World. Okay, like a Thor and Iron Man two, where it's an okay movie. But it's just nothing special. Like you've seen it all before. There's nothing. People really... get. I think people get. You know, kind of conditioned by like the marketing yeah. of it. And um, it's just a few things. One, I don't. Th- I didn't like Gal Gadot. She's very, by all accounts, she's a great person. So I'm not knocking that. But I didn't like her as a performance. I don't think she's anything spectacular. No. Um, I thought the story was bland. I saw the twist coming. The first twenty minutes is literally all exposition. Yeah. Of, a, of, a, of an island that they leave within the first, like, ten minutes later. Yeah. Um, the, the island, yeah. And the CGI is not that great. No, it has a it has a generic boss battle at the end. It, it, has a, it has a DC boss battle. Yeah, where you can't tell what's going on, and people think they're blowing up. Mm-hmm. And then it just kind of ends. And everything looks ugly because they have terrible cinematography. Also, don't put um, that guy who played the final villain, don't put his face on, like, a muscular, massive, 10-foot-tall yeah. dude. It naturally just clashes. But regardless... To me, they're the upper echelon of Marvel movies. There's like your Civil War, and there's like your Winter Soldier, and there's your Iron Man, Guardians, um, and then you kind of Ant Man and the Wasp. Ant Man and the Wasp is S tier. Um, Thor: The Dark World. Thor: The Dark World. Iron Man Two, The Incredible Hulk. <laughs> hey, I like the, the Ang Lee one. <laughs> the the 1990s Fantastic Four. <laughs> Where thing is a paper mache Electra. Guy. Electra, Catwoman, um, X Men Origins Wolverine. <laughs> That's a good movie. Hey, <laughs> you don't like the scene where he's walking back and shoves his blades on the ground and cut, walking away with the explosion. You don't like the scene where he cuts an X to the door and then he kicks it down, even though it doesn't make any like that doesn't make any sense. <laughs> yeah. Do what you like when he's like running around naked in the barn or whatever. Oh my god, it's literally one of the worst movies. No, it's not. It's don't, so bad. Don't you like the final scene where he fights? Uh, is that supposed to be Deadpool at the end? Yes. It is? It is Deadpool. I learned, when I first time I saw it, I, I didn't know that was Deadpool. No, did I? I was like, what? I was like, that's Ryan Reynolds. Yeah. Don't you like Sabretooth? I like Liev Schreider. Leave Leave? Schreiber? Schreiber, yeah. Um, but yeah, whatever. Woman is just one of those run-of-the-mill superhero moves for me. Like, it's still better than Gar. It's better than the other DC movie. Well, not as good as Batman vs. Superman, I guess. You don't think so? I think I think, I think think Batman vs. Superman has better scenes. Yeah, but as a whole, I, I mean, Batman vs. Superman is not a cohesive movie. No, it's terrible, but... Um, <laughs> Wonder Woman at least has structure and... Has, yeah, Wonder Woman has structure Wonder and Woman character. has structure, character... Characters it, that you can kind of like. In a, in a, I, like I like Batman vs. <laughs> Superman or Man of Steel, where literally every character is terrible. Yeah. I'm not going to debate with you on that one. Like, Man of Steel's... Like, Superman's broody and brooding. Batman's a murderer. <laughs> Kevin Costner is, wants little kids to die <laughs> in a bus. Okay. All little kids that, 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 that bully... That bully... Um, Clark. That's... Come on, Zack Snyder. That what you just have to cut that one line and no one there makes fun so, of you. No, there's something. There's just no subtlety. It's like, it's like he literally says you should have let them die. Like what? Like like this? Like why? Why? No person would say that. Why don't you push the bus up and then kind of like paddle out the water? Cause I made it. 
<laughs> and then, and then, he's like, what? <laughs> <laughs> there's the pussies. He's flying and pushing it. Yeah. Yeah, there's not a lot of subtlety. Yeah, and I, was, I, I was glad when he got sucked up into a freaking Who? Kevin oh, Costner. Kevin he got Costner? sucked into a tornado. What a terrible human being. Do you people get sucked up into tornadoes like that? Probably. Is well, that... no, he'd probably be going, oh, my God, I'm going to die. And then you would hear him, you know, <laughs> defecate himself. That's so bad. So, yeah, um, I don't know. Marvel movies are just on a different tier. By that, you mean, like, there's structure. Yes. And there's a relatable character. Do you think the worst Marvel movie – what's your worst Marvel movie? It's Doctor Strange. Yeah, oh, yeah, Doctor Do Strange. Do you think your worst Marvel movie is still better than the best DC movie? Like, yes, yeah. Like, Doctor Strange is better than Suicide Squad. Doctor Strange is better than For You, Man of Steel. Doctor Strange is better than Batman and Superman. Doctor Strange is better than Wonder Woman. Yes. Really? I would say so. I mean, yeah. Like, why not? It's it's definitely better than... What's your worst? Uh, Iron Man 2. I don't like Iron Man 2. I think it's boring. I don't... say it's better than every, all the other DC movies besides Man of Steel? Yeah. I mean, well, here's the thing. Robert Downey Jr. is still awesome. Yeah. You still have Don Cheadle. Mickey Rourke's really good. Sam Rockwell's really good. I would good. say that Justice League is more funny than I forgot about Doctor Justice Strange. League. Yeah. I forgot... <laughs> I it's mean, more funny in like a meta sense because you can tell that you can tell like when all the actors stopped caring yeah. when, they, when they realized it was a crap show, <laughs> especially Ben Affleck who looks miserable. <laughs> when do you think? Oh, so so here is the plan. This, so Zack Snyder for some reason has been posting on Twitter a lot of like this is what my version of so yeah. like all this stuff would have been. His plan originally was to have Steppenwolf, the villain from Justice League, because I know you forgot the glob of a guy, be the villain in Suicide Squad. And then that be or give a mother box the little thing that cyborg like does or whatever, and then blows up, and then Superman makes a joke or whatever, and it's like how Superman's lighting it or whatever. Um, he was supposed to give a mother box to the Carrie the Devoline, uh, eyebrow lady, the eyebrow lady who dances. Um, <laughs> she looks. That was an obvious CG. <laughs> Justice League. So I mean, I mean. Wait, I'll let you finish here. So basically, thought, yeah. he's giving he gave a mother box to that person, yep. and then it possessed her, and that was supposed to lead to Darkseid being the villain in Justice League, but instead what we got is an hour and 45-minute Justice League movie, which just doesn't make any sense considering I, I want to – I mean those characters in Justice Leagues are vastly more popular except for Spider-Man than – or they're like Spider-Man or Superman, Wonder Woman – like, is there is there really a difference between dark sea, dark side and um other other giant evil alien? Uh, I mean, dark side is supposed to be like the mastermind of it all. Like, he, like well, he's, he's the Thanos, except. But is he really gonna be like Thanos? No, I mean, well, here's the thing: how many DC movies was that? Man of Steel, Batman, Superman, Suicide Squad, Wonder Woman. Does that's four movies? Yeah. Big villain. Marvel had like seventeen. Yes. And then they put in Thanos. So there's just a. You know the Flash movie still coming out? Is any does anyone do they have a director? One that is still stayed on, maybe. But I know that in the last two years, I think like five or six have quit over creative differences because they're probably pushing Flashpoint. It's like it's literally they're doing the same thing over and over again, and it's just insane. Literally, when I was watching Batman for Superman, like mm-hmm. I knew because we 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 checked around two minutes before the movie. So we saw it. We saw it after school. I think we rushed. No, we didn't rush, but we yeah, we saw it like four o'clock after school um, when we were in high school. And um, I remember we, we like we knew like the Ron Smith score was bad, and I was like I was like oh it's probably just like kind of like stupid fun or something. And yeah. then 
and then literally in the first scene when when Bruce Wayne runs away after his parents die and then he like ascends to heaven with the bats I'm like oh wait this is a Zack Snyder movie <laughs> a lot of pretentious imagery doesn't make any sense and it's really obvious and then I was like oh no this it's, is two and a half <laughs> hours long what was your favorite scene from Batman vs Superman was it was it the is it the warehouse fight is everyone unequivocally is it the warehouse unequivocally fight? the best scene is the warehouse fight yeah is that one of the best scenes in the DC universe. Well, excluding, I love a lot. I love the uh, the Smallville fight. It's one of my favorite comic movie scenes. I love, I love that lead up and whatever. But yeah, yeah, keep your mouth shut. Is that one of the? Is that one of the best DCU? It's the best scene in Batman Superman because it doesn't feel like it's directed by Zack Snyder. Is it the best Batman scene we've ever gotten? Like pure action. Well, Batman? I mean, I love the Christopher Nolan. I, well, I, I like the Dark Knight Rises and the Dark Knight. Mm-hmm. Batman Begins kind of sucks. Um, upon rewatch. It's okay. No, it, no, it's not even okay. It's good. It doesn't age well. I mean, it's good. It's decent. It's good. I think. It, I think it's a perfect mid two thousands action man origin. Yeah, but it wouldn't. It wouldn't hold up today. Whereas I feel like. I feel like Dark Knight, and. But the, my point is that well, Christopher Nolan. Dark, Dark Knight is one of those movies that's going to transcend like yeah. time. And, but my point is that Christopher Nolan can't really direct action very well. Like if you kind of rewatch those Batman scenes, like it's very shaky cam. Well, then he cleans it up for the second and third one. Like that. No, I'm in the, in the first second one. There's a lot of it. Second and, one, Dark Knight not. Rises, it gets better. But Dark Knight Rises is also he was able to tone it down, except for the Bane versus Batman first fight, because Batman is older, so he fights a little bit slower. So, name know. me name me one good fight in, in the Dark Knight, besides like the opening bank robbery, which doesn't have Batman in it. Um, that's like well done. It's a scene where he's um the final scene, final confrontation, where he's storming the building. You can't tell what's going on though. You can. No, you can't. Well, what's in that? They're using they're using the 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 the, the cell phone technology to like make to do CGI fight scenes, make it look less bad. Who does he fight in the middle? Does he fight anyone in the middle of the movie? He there's like a scene where like a mob boss is uh, in like in a club and then he like beats up some people and the camera the camera's like it's like it's like a oh isn't he perched it's like on a railing in a club yeah yeah so <laughs> so we'll we'll wrap up soon because we're almost at forty minutes yeah um and we're just kind of rambling at this point yeah. I, I just like that one scene is just like the most- I still love the Dark Knight. Oh yeah, well yeah, we shouldn't really, like. I'm just saying that like they're not like Christopher like they're not the most compared to the fight scene in the dark in Batman or Superman. That's like that's the best Batman fight scene we'll ever get. Uh, yeah, I mean until you know the you know that Ben Affleck and Henry Cavill left, right? Yeah. Yeah. What, who do you think's coming in for Batman? Because we still get the Matt Matt Reeves has made like Matt Reeves made one of the best movies I think I've ever seen in uh, War for the Planet of the War Apes. for the Planet of the Apes. Man. Why wouldn't Ben Affleck stay on? You know, I mean, Matt Reeves is, is a. I he mean, probably doesn't want to stay in shape. Yeah. He also probably doesn't like. Probably couldn't stay in shape with all that booze he was drinking. <laughs> he also probably doesn't want to be in a failing universe anymore. I mean, he had Daredevil. Do you really think he wants to keep doing that? Yeah. So then he wants rehab instead. Who, who do you think is going <laughs> in? Who do you think's? Well, wasn't rumors that Michael B. Jordan was going to be Superman? I'd be okay with that. Yeah, I'd be fine with that. I like Michael B. Jordan enough. I just like. Does it, who cares? Like honestly, at this point, like who really cares? Like I don't care. I don't want a new Superman. I don't want a new Batman. I just want like I just want the, I want new things. I don't want another. I don't want another rehash of the same superheroes with different actors. Just move on. Did you like Henry Cavill as Superman? I liked him in Justice League as Superman. What about Man of Steel? No. You don't like anything of Man of Steel, do you? What's your favorite scene of Man of Steel? 
and any scene with Amy Adams in it. <laughs> What's your actual favorite scene of Man of Steel? I guess I guess the Smallville fight is is decent. You know, oh, it's really well done. If it wasn't for all like the like the obvious um, uh, commercial commercial uh, elements. Hey, they only shove in IHOP and like a, a, a gas. No, chain. there's definitely more. We need to re- we need to realize that. There's scene. only because uh, it's. He goes, okay, you think you can threaten my mother? And then he punches through, and he kind of explodes a gas station. And I think it's like a sick And then three people die. No, it's, a, it's like a shell station or whatever. Yeah. And then he fights, and there's IHOP. And a very obvious IHOP, because he flies The sign doesn't get, doesn't get damaged at all. No, no, he flies through the building, but it's an outside shot, and they make sure that IHOP is in the center frame. <laughs> and then they fight the IHOP for three minutes. <laughs> And then they <laughs> have a delicious Cinestack pancake. <laughs> oh, I hate you, but this Cinestack pancake is really good. <laughs> Wash it down with this apple juice. Why, thank you. Hot. That was very quick. <laughs> I'm now refreshed and I can continue the fight. What's your favorite meal on the IHOP menu? Um, before we go, all of them. Thank you, IHOP, for sponsoring this episode. IHOP <laughs> <laughs> is not sponsoring this episode. Um, my favorite meal at IHOP, they have, um, they have breakfast sandwiches now. But they're um, but they do it with like with pancakes or waffles instead of bread. I might come. I might come to IHOP. It's very. It's very good. What? I, I've seen you work at IHOP once, Matt. It was very. On my the, one of the worst days of my life. Um, it's free pancake day. It's it's funny um, because I, I I kind of miss working during like the Christmas season. Yeah. Because um, so, like when I work night shifts like like on Wednesdays or whatever back like during Christmas time like they'd ha- they'd have like Christmas specials. Uh-huh. But um, because. All the uh, all the cooks wanted to get with like the young waitresses. They were able to um convince so like whenever like they would get like the the new orders yeah before like before like their release date like the new special before the release date. So then I would get to eat like like um pumpkin toast pancakes like a week before they were supposed to come out. So you were basically mooching off of people trying to hit on each other. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You went here's this here's this meal and you kind of quit. Oh, thank you. Yeah, like oh I'll have one too if you're gonna bring them out. <laughs> He's like. Oh. Yeah, that's basically Sure, Matt. Yeah. All right. Well, we, next week will be our uh, – because next week – I love IHOP, and I'm not speaking ill of IHOP. Yeah, you actually – you genuinely do like IHOP. Yeah. So next week, next Monday, is going to be our last episode for a while because we're actually going on winter break for six weeks. So next week will actually be our winter movie break preview where we discuss movies coming out from the 14th to, let's say, the second week to third week in January because that's when we'll be back. So, enjoy this episode, because next week will be our last for six weeks. Uh, This episode, we're recording this currently on Monday, the 3rd of December. It will be up Monday, the 3rd of December. Um, So, watch this episode. I have to put out two more of our test episodes where we actually talk about more Marvel movies, but in more structured format, and Overlord. Those are kind of dated at this point, but... We wanted our first official episode to be time. Also, I spoil Overlord, so you should watch Overlord before. Oh, yeah, you do spoil Overlord. Um, Nothing. I mean, it's, yeah, it's a fine movie. Yeah, it's yeah. already out of theaters. Yeah, I kind of. Yeah. So, talked about it last week. So thank you guys for listening. This is Tyler Clardy. And this is Tyler Clardy. <laughs> you made that joke last week. I did. And so, this is uh, this is uh, Colts fan number 0 and 6. And- <laughs> <laughs> Goodbye, they guys. couldn't score one touchdown. They couldn't score one touchdown. Literally, 